yo, yo, it's your boy Sneaky from R&R, recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. I'm here with my boy Ray, my first guest, business partner, and close personal friend. Say what's up to the people, Ray. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope everybody's doing good out there. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. It's an honor to be here. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for tuning in. It's a beautiful Monday today. Uh, me and Ray have been doing. We've been busy this month. Uh, today, this month, we had two events that we uh, 
sponsored, supported, and facilitated local art, local musicians, giving them a platform. Uh, Ray was at the East Los Angeles Art Walk while I was over at the Social Club in Southgate. Shout out to homie Itzel. Uh, beautiful events, fun. Uh, I got to perform. I got to put some of my DJ homies on. So, you know, it was just a testament to what, you know, the company Sneaky Entertainment's all about. Uh, I throw um, a monthly hip-hop event every second Friday of the month in Maywood called The Speakeasy. And we're going into our eighth month next month. So it's been definitely a journey. And um, I'm super glad. If, if anybody who's listening has come out to the event, I super appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, if you're listening and you haven't been out and you're in the Southeast LA area next month on May 11th, come out. Our homie uh, A. Mitch is going to be performing. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Uh, happy 420 to those that celebrated. We had an amazing event at the Indy Brewing Company. If you've never been to Indy and Boyle Heights, uh, they're a dope location. And last but not least, and I'll be talking more about this, uh, the ELAC Hip Hop Summit hosted by the First Year Experience uh, 2018, first of a kind. Uh, I've been doing a lot of work on that, and I'll cue you in on that at the end of the show, but you got to stick around. Just know it's about hip-hop and education and trying to, you know, use music to change lives of people in the inner cities. So stay tuned. That's going to come. But right now, we're about to get into my guest right here, Ray Gotivarte Studios. Uh, I think you have a message for the people, my boy. Well, if they if they like what we're what they're hearing here and they want to reach out to us and give us a call, they can uh, tune in. They can call us in at 213-270-1969, and feel free to ask any questions. Join us, you know, have a good time with us. Yeah, join the conversation. If y'all want to give us a call, that number again, Ray. 213-270-1969. For sure, and we are the after party on the west side. All right, now me and my boy Ray go way back, so I'm going to be asking a bunch of questions that I probably already know the answer to and some that I don't, but uh, we're going to find out about this uh, interesting gentleman right here. So, Ray, um, tell the people what you do, a quick synopsis of, you know, if, you, if a complete stranger came up to you and they asked, hey, Ray, what do you do every day? Uh, what, you know, what would you be your answer? Well, I'm, right now I would say I'm a, uh, my profession is in the picture framing industry. I do custom picture framing. Uh, but I'm also an entrepreneur, so I run my own business. Uh, I also work at a studio. You know, we do a, high -end, a lot of high-end work, and so all over the field right now. But uh, right now, looking into uh, opening our own uh, full-time, being full-time and our own business, you know, Cultivarte Studios. We do uh, picture framing, and that's what I do right now. I'm a picture framer in the picture framing industry. And where are you located at? We're located in East Los Angeles, uh, Olympic in Indiana, for those who know the area out there. All right, for sure, for sure. Well, you know, I talk to a lot of people about you because obviously we work together and we do a lot of work and you've helped me out with a lot of stuff that I'm into that we can get into later. But it's always the same thing. They're really surprised, like, oh, wait, someone makes this frame? Like, someone does picture framing? So why don't you tell us, like, how did you get into the picture framing business? It's not something that a lot of people do, I feel like. You're, yeah. like, the only one I know, and I know a lot of people. Um, so, yeah. How'd you get into that? Was it something that you were automatically good at? Uh, was it something, did you dream as a little boy saying, I'm going to be a picture framer? You know, no, what was, was that all, about? It was, it was all by accident. It was all, <laughs> it was all luck. So it started, uh, I, I actually, I used to love art growing up as a kid, right? Uh, art class and school and things like that. 
Uh, unfortunately, when I was young, about 15 years old, I got caught uh, tagging in the streets doing graffiti. So, you know, <laughs> it was all bad, right? My mom took all my privileges away from me, and I, I couldn't do art anymore. Oh, that's not good. Right? So that wasn't good. So um, later on down the road, I ended up uh, applying for a job that uh, I actually got by flipping a coin. <laughs> so they flipped the coin between me and another guy. I ended up uh, making samples for a framing company that used to make art, you know? Oh, so when you say it's luck, you're like literally 50-50 of a flip of yeah, a coin. And that started uh, my framing career about 10 years ago. 10 years ago? 10 years ago. Okay, and so you get into the framing business and you're making sample frames, which are like cheap and generic and not very right. high-end, I'm guessing? Commercial, yeah, okay. commercial. So that's probably not making a lot of money, right? Did you think at that point, hey, uh, this is going to be a business one day? Did you have your own space at that point? I, I didn't have a space when I started there. No, it was at, uh, until after. Uh, when I started there, I, I, I started working there, making samples, dealing with the art, and I, I, I like what I did there, you know? I fell in love with, with the picture framing. I found a way to be next to the art without being an artist in itself. That's what I found at first, right? And as through the years have gone by, now it, it just happens to be that now I'm an artist because I'm a framer. <laughs> right? so I, Isn't became, that I became an artist. So right? framing is your art. Framing That's how is that my is. Art. So you want to be an artist, and then you're like, oh, I'll settle for being a framer. And right. then it turns out that your your framing is your way of art. Now, now I'm an artist, yeah. So uh, you said earlier you're working on high-end picture framing now in a studio. And uh, obviously... That's if it's high end and people are paying a lot of money, they must find value in it, right? So, right. like, what is the value that you, as a picture framer, bring to people? Like, wh why is it that you can sell high end frames? What is it that your business that you're trying to do? Like, what what aspect? Because obviously, if you're going to be pouring in dedication, time, right. effort into something, you're trying to help people, or at least you should be. Yeah. Or else, it's not going to be sustainable over time, right? So, right. what 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 service do you offer? What is it that that thing that actually makes it? worthwhile than that people actually, you know, what do they get from it? Well, you, you know, I, at first, I, I, I was like, you know, most of us are, and I didn't know anything about picture framing, right? So when people talked about these expensive frames, I said, well, what are, why, why are they so expensive? So I had to go learn and, and educate myself on why, you know, and learn, learn the business, learn the materials, learn, learn the high-end materials as well, you know? So eventually ended up leading into the preservation of art. You know, that's what I do. That's 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 ah. that's what we solve. You know, you have you want to you have a valuable picture or memory or item. It can be you know a plate. It can be a picture. It can be a jersey. It can be anything, and you want to preserve it. You know, for generations to come. You want to pass it down to your family. You know, there's a, there's actually a way to do that through picture framing. You know, through the materials that are involved. Got it. Got it. So you're like, you protect people's valuables we, we in protect, a frame, yeah. Okay. Yeah. and that's why they're willing to pay. That's, that's, that's the service that we provide, right? The value. Like we well, that's, okay. I, okay, so I see that. And that's, that's the end goal, is to provide this service of preserving people's memories and all of that. And so that's what you offer. And I can see how people would benefit from that. It makes perfect sense. But obviously... Uh, it was a journey to get there, right? It didn't just start like, hey, we're going to do high-end stuff. So uh, I, we recognize the work that you're doing. So it, it obviously, it was something that took a long time. You said 10 years ago? 10 years plus, yeah. And you still, you've been operating in your own space for how long? Uh, five years now. And it's still not a full-time thing? Right, it's not a full-time thing. So that's a takeaway is that if you're going to be doing something that's worthwhile, it's going to take time. You're going to have to build this thing. Right. 
you know, the after party didn't get built in a day, you know what I'm saying? And we, L.A. didn't just pop up out of nowhere, you know. We, the people are out here doing work. Brick by brick. Brick by brick. All right, well, we recognize the work. Now let's get into the second segment of the respect, the journey, the process. Um, let's start at phase one. Okay, so you are working at this low-end studio, generic frame, and... It's obviously a dead-end job, and you're like, hey, I got to start trying to do something for myself, make my own money. This is not, this is not the thing that I want to be doing. Right. What was your first move? What was your first business strategy? What was the first step into entrepreneurial frameworking? Man, the first step was, uh, I think, just diving in, you know, making that decision to say this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to dedicate my time to. Right. And, it's, and, and I find it worthwhile, you know, because I love, I, I was loving what, I've, what I do, what I'm doing still currently. You know? Right. But you were at that studio and that wasn't popping off. So what did right. you start? How did you start transitioning? How did you get the space? You know, like how did you yeah, start yeah, moving? Yeah. What was the first move? Because I think it's important for people to realize that you didn't have the final product at yeah. the beginning. You, you had to go, you, you know, you had one idea. What it, you were, I think we talked about reselling, or, and then you moved on. So, like, talk yeah. about that whole process. Well, I, I think the, the first step was, like, losing the passion for, for my job, you know, where <laughs> I was working at. That was the first step, you know, and then just wanting to, to move on, you know, get out of there, do, do something for yourself, right? Get, you know, do something better, create something. So as soon as that kind of started, I started seeing that they weren't investing in me anymore as an employee. I was, I'm not going to invest my time in that company as well, you know, so I, right. I kind of made my, my mind stayed to, to move forward, you know, I had to move on and find a way to do that while I was still working there, you know, because I was still, you can almost say stuck there in that, in that situation, you right, know, right, to pay right. rent, got to pay these things. So you're there, you, sometimes you're at places where you don't want to be, but you got to think outside of the box, you know, to say, well, I'm going to work, but it's for, it's for a purpose, you know, so right, right. That, that doesn't matter what you do at work, you can be working anywhere, you know, I've worked everywhere from McDonald's to, you know. All kinds of places, Word. you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But not, you don't have to be there necessarily in your mind state, right? You, right. You're just working there for to get that money, but you're, you're investing your time somewhere else and trying to build something. So I think that's what started That's what started uh, Cultivarte Studios, which first started at, as Raise Frames. Raise Frames. Raise Frames. And is this where you were doing reselling of, like, yeah, frames I, that I you started, were able to get yeah. cheap? How did that work out? I started buying uh, made frames from, from uh, my company. Oh, we have a call. Someone's calling in. Someone's calling in. We have All our right. first caller. Awesome. Let's, let's, let's uh, take that call. Let's see who it is. Yeah. Hello. My question is for Ray. Yes. Ray, how long have you been in business for yourself now? Uh, now, for myself, it has been, uh, I've been trying to get my place uh, all together now for about three years. Okay. What I... My question your story, and what I would like to know is, what advice would you give yourself three years ago? Three years ago? From so, based uh, on, yeah, from what you know now, what, what kind of advice would you tell yourself starting out with your own business, knowing what you know now? Uh, that, that everything changes, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be able to, to, to change, to be, to be able to adapt, because when you make plans for, for the future, they're not always going to turn out exactly how you how you make them out to be, you know. So I think you 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 have to be flexible. You have to also understand the 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 consequences, you know. You gotta uh, as as much as we want to be um, also, you know, 
look at, at at the best we also have to realize what what can be the other end you know and be be also prepared for that at the same time so you can uh, watch out for that and and my advice would be probably um you know dive dive in you know what i mean because the the more the time passes the more you think about it the more you you talk yourself out of doing what you want to do so i think just mm -hmm. getting to it and and doing it you know obviously it's you might not have the perfect plan at first but you know, having a, a little bit of a structure to to get you going, to get you in the right direction, is is a good start, you know. Okay, well, I appreciate that, and you guys sound great, by Thank the you. way. Thank you for right. for tuning in and listening to us. <laughs> Thank you, caller. We appreciate it. it. Well, that was awesome. Yeah. Good job, Ray. Thank you. Well, you know, it, it's it's not easy. Yeah, it's no, it's easy. definitely not. And I mean, just they didn't ask me, but yeah. from my own experience, you know. Um, I had a lot of different plans. I, I didn't think I was going to be running my own business. Uh, if you would have asked me two years ago what I was going to be doing, I'd tell you I'd be getting my master's right now, trying to, you know, uh, do master's in education to become mm -hmm. some kind of professor at some yeah. community college, and that was going to be my impactful life of service. But, you know, that's not what life had intended for me. And then, Turns out that's not what I really wanted, and it took me a couple years and doing a lot of different things to realize working for someone else sucks. <laughs> you know, you were telling me a story about how, um, you know, you woke up one Monday, you just didn't want to go to work. Yeah. And I was telling you, I bet people feel like that every Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it's Monday today. People are tuning in, probably driving home from work, thinking about how. That, that's what started. That's what started. Uh, where I'm at raised frames because one day the boss passed by, he yelled at me and I, you know, I felt bad. I woke up the next day. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't feel like going to work. So I didn't go to the next day and it, and it turned into Tuesday. It turned into Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. And then the next Monday I was, I was still not feeling it. Right. At the moment, I didn't know what it was, but you know what it was? It was depression. That's exactly what it was. I was, I was, I didn't want to go to work. Right. Sometimes we don't we don't see these signs, but that's what it was. I'm not. I wasn't happy being there. Right. I don't want to be there. So I didn't. You were I, late, I wasn't, lethargic. You, couldn't right, get out I was of bed. getting up, not not wanting to go there. So you know, I ended up just quitting quitting my job. I had just got uh, some taxes. You know, I had got my tax money. So I figured, you know, if it, there's gonna be a time right now, the time is right now. You know, so I I I, I took on that venture. You know, and I just I, I risked I risked a lot. You know. I risked a lot, but... Uh, and this is tax season right now. So there might be some people listening who got that check. Do not go spend it on any bullshit. Invest, Invest in, yourself. in yourself. Invest in yourself. Find out what it is you want to do. Create yes. a strategy. What do you love to do? What do you What do you want to do when you wake up in the morning and if you didn't have to go to work, what would you do? You know, to answer also the, the question from our caller, something that I would have loved to have done three years ago is um, start start saving right mm. that's also something big you always want to start saving because when that opportunity comes up guess what you want to be ready right you want to be ready to take that opportunity and if you're not ready guess what somebody else is ready because they're already looking for that you, you know you know what though that you mentioned that i remember when i was living in san diego and working at the university and i was making good money i couldn't save you know why because i was so depressed maybe not clinically depressed but i was you know Every day I got off of work and all I wanted to do was go out and hang out and dance and drink and chill and like unwind. And I didn't have any 10, 5, 10, 15 year plan that I was working towards, you know. I was already thinking that this was my life and this, I was going to enjoy it. And, yeah. I, you know, people might get stuck in that yeah. of like, hey, 
let's make the best out of it. You know, I got to work eight to six every day and I might as well, you know, go out and spend some money on myself and, and have a good time and do all that. But you know, you got to have that plan and you got to expect change. So yeah. h here we are, you're reselling frames, you're doing raised frames, you quit your job, uh, you're trying to figure out the next stage. The next and stage. so you have to figure out this high end material. So what do you do? Cause the callers want to know, the people want to know. How did you get to that next level, right? I had to do my education, so I went and, and got myself into a, uh, started working for a company, a big commercial company that does picture framing. And so I went in there to, to, to learn, you know, to, to learn. And because I had already that experience uh, in the production, then everything was good from there, you know? Oh, we have a question from Facebook. They want to know how did you get out of the depression, Ray? I, I made that decision that I, I was going to quit my job, that I wasn't going to go going back to that situation, you know? That's so you made the, a change. The depression, depression pushed me to the edge, you know? And I had to do something, so the, the, the best thing was not to be in the place where I didn't want to be. Right, you, so you changed something. You yeah. took an active role in your life, you saw something that was making you not happy, and you decided, I'm going to change that thing. Right. And you took control. Yeah. And that control of your life got you out of that depression. Yeah, because then I figured, like, whatever I was working on, it was going to be for myself, right? Right. I'm, I'm Raise frames. No matter how hard it was or, and, or how much money I had in my pocket, it was going to be for me. Right. Right? So I think that's what uh, got me out of there. But, um, you know, it's, it's always a battle. It's always a battle. Definitely. You know, you're never at the right places at the right time. Like, for everybody listening out there, I'm, I'm currently going to be – just got accepted back to a, I'm going to be going to Cal State LA to get my, finish my, uh, get my business administration degree, my bachelor's. So, you know, I'm 33 years old and I'm going back, you know, yeah. so it's never, it's never, it's never too late. That's what I want to tell folks, For you know, sure. you might not be in the right place at that time, but you know, don't let it go. Don't let your dreams go, you know, stay, stay on it. Keep thinking about it. And, and, you know, it'll yeah. manifest itself if, if you put it in your mind, you know, you put it in your, in, in, in your ideas and you think about it and, and you dream it, you know, you can achieve it. So if you can see it, if you can see it in your thoughts, you, you can make it happen, you know? Dude, I'm a big believer in visualization and manifestation and, like, really law of attraction and, like, positive mindset. I really feel like you get what you put out, you know? And if you're putting out negative stuff and you're uh, not really focusing on the things that you want, but more focusing on the things that you don't have, you know, it's like a whole yeah. different flip, right? Like right. glass half full, glass half empty type ish. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I believe in that. And I feel like, you know, you're, you're living proof, both of us really, this yeah. studio that we're sitting in really is living proof yeah. that like, if you got that vision and you're willing to put in the you time, you can I, do it. I heard somebody say recently, I can't, I can't quote who said it, but it, it kind of struck me because they were talking about um, just uh, if you can, uh, how were they saying it? I, so, I, I mean, uh, quotes are good and like little sound bites are always awesome. But, you know, I think. Uh, it's oh, more here you go. You don't, whatever you want to do, you don't need money. 
you need a better strategy. Ah, you've been listening to podcasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, no, this wasn't from a podcast, but I heard this somewhere, right? If if you don't have the money, right, you don't need the money. You need a better strategy, right? So you know, crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, finding find, a yeah, way to find to, investors, you know, investors, get on Shark Tank, you know, whatever you gotta do, whatever you gotta do, yeah. find the homies, you know, throw take a the compa, you know? Rasco, you know, get some money from all the all the comadres, like hey, yeah, you get five dollars, ten dollars, you know. Yeah, uh, that's how that's yeah. how we used to do it back in the day, right? Yeah, you know, and, and you know what? I also think uh, also that's helped me. To also, uh, you always want to be independent, but you also got to learn to ask for help. Right. I think that's a that's a big issue with a lot of us. We we're too prideful, or we want to do it ourselves, but you know it's hard. Oh, we have another call. We have another call. Let's accept it. Hi, caller. How you doing? You're on the air with Ray and Sneaky. Hey, what up, Sneaky? What's up, brother? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's uh, Mitch from uh, from Long Beach. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. How you doing? Oh, the homie. I'm hey, good. Mitch. I was like, wait. <laughs> I know that guy. What's up, brother? How you doing? It's good. Glad you're tuning in, man. What's up, man? Cool. You ready oh, for the man, show no, next no month, brother? Oh yeah, I'm 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 ready, man. This is it's gonna be a fun uh gonna be a fun week all together. You have a question for one of us, Mitch? Or are you just trying to hang out? Well, yeah, it's like how 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 does it feel? How does it feel to 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 be live now? Like this is this is a it's gonna be an ongoing thing, man. This is this is it is what it is, man. This is this is beautiful. <laughs> you know what? I was trying not to think about it. Thanks a lot, Mitch. No, <laughs> 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 nah, nah, you know what? Um honestly I'm sweating in here. Uh me and Raven hanging out for a couple hours, making sure that we were on point and we had things to talk about. Um, this is a, you know, since you bring it up, this is really like, uh, it's the culmination of a very long journey. And I think, you know, uh, meeting everybody, yourself included, and uh, getting this opportunity was really just a testament to all the hard work that I've been doing. You know, it's kind of been a it's been a reward, uh, if you will, for sticking it out and really like putting myself out there. And now that we're here and we're live, and I'm chilling with my homies, and we're live on Instagram. We got Mitch on the phone. <laughs> yeah. It's just—I don't want to say it's surreal because it's very real. Yeah. Like I'm right here. This is real AF. But um, there's a, there, there's there's definitely a vibe, you know. And uh, I can't wait to have more people sitting in this chair and have more people tuning in and hopefully, you know, we could start spreading some love and positivity and just putting people on and letting people know what's going on over here on the west side, man, because LA's popping, dog. Yeah, man. East LA too, Long <laughs> oh, Beach, yeah, man. Yeah. If they don't if they don't know now, they're gonna know sooner or later. You gotta make make sure you got me on the list so I can get on there and and, and say my piece about Anything everybody want to talk about, because I, I, I'm all for it. I'm yeah, all man. For well, if anything, before your show, we'll have you come on. We could promote the show. Uh, we could do a little Q&A. Yeah. We could let people know if they want to come out and meet you in person, get some photos on the sneaky backdrop with the after-party banner yeah. that we got. You know, we're live, homie. We're live. Yeah, <laughs> we're man. Live. I'm down. I'm down. Let's let this. Just let me know when, and I'll be there. I'll I, be there. I got you, man. Well, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for calling, and we we appreciate you, man. I'm looking forward to next month having you rock at the event, dude. No problem. <laughs> thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Mitch. You know, for a second, I thought we were hanging out at your house and just you know having a good time. And then he told us yeah, that we were alive. Told us we were alive. <laughs> 
Hey, you know what though? I feel like that's that's really what we're going here. That's what I want to do here. I want to bring on people that I know, people that I support. I want to bring them into a comfortable space and have them, you know, live and direct from the world for the world to hear, you know, because I think there are a lot of interesting people in the world and the more that I do, the more of them I get to meet. Yeah. Like you, how do we meet? I got booked for a show by someone through someone that, that was at your place. Yeah. And I pulled up. Yeah. And you, your DJ that was supposed to bring the sound system had got pulled over or caught up or something. Yeah. So there was going to be no show. Right. There was no sounds for the show. There was no sounds for the show. Yeah. And I had my band there. Yeah. And I was like, well, we didn't come over here to not play. And we had a DJ and another band. And there so was no sounds. No sounds. So I went and got the sounds. Yeah. And I brought the sounds. You brought the sounds, yeah. And the show went on because the show must go on. Right. Yeah. And we've been doing it ever since. That was maybe like uh, 2012, 2013. 2013. 2013. 2013. I had short hair. I yeah. had already left SD. Uh, I had come back. That's why I was so, I was like, dude, I traveled 200 miles to play this show, my it boy. It was still Raised Frames. It wasn't Cultivarte. It wasn't Cultivarte yet. yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, Cultivarte Studios grew from, from having these community art shows and doing this community art, and, and but also involving the community, but our, also our culture, you know? Right. The culture, different cultures, you right. know, any culture. But culture and art together is very powerful when you can put it in, in a visual, you know? And I think your name is very indicative of your story, right? Because you talked about wanting to do an art, art, wanting to be an artist. Right. And you thought you weren't going to be an artist. Right. But then you cultivated the art of framing. Of framing. And now you're a framing artist. And your right. studio is called Cultivarte, which is, means to cultivate art. So like we're just super meta, full circle stoner conversation right yeah. now, bro. I blew my own mind. I blew my it's, own mind. It's change, constant change, constant change, you know. And I feel like till this day we're we're still always changing, evolving, right? You know, trying to uh, maybe move to a bigger space, you know, have bigger goals. Now you know we got we, we're. Well, you just reorganized the space, right? We're reorganizing just, our space. You yeah, bought a web domain, so we're gonna be making a website we're for working you. Working on the website, yeah, cultivartestudios.com. For now, you can For find now. us on, on Instagram, Cultivarte at, Studios. There it is. And on Facebook, at Cultivarte Gallery. And also, I hear you have a very high Yelp rating, and all your customers are <laughs> satisfied, and you get people walking into your shop off the street because you know, they heard about you on Yelp. I, I think the best, the best way to, to promote yourself is to do the best work that you can do and, and, and give the extra, you know? Never hesitate to put in the extra, even though you're not charging for it, you know? Money-wise, right? But you got to give it your best because because that's long-term. You know what I mean? That little extra, maybe like uh, sometimes we print shirts, right? Uh, if I print shirts and I give them to you in a bag and I give them to you and you're trying to sort out shirts to pass them out, it's, it's crazy, right? But if I take those shirts and I take the time to fold them and then I give them to you in a box, nice and organized. And, and they're separated by size. Out, and maybe the last guy who printed your stuff didn't do that. Right. And I did that. No, they're going to remember that. Right? I folded your shirts. That's all I did. And now, you know, I got a customer for life. For life. For life. Because right. they're like, this guy, I like the way he works. I like, you know, I like what he does. Well, He's we got to pause here because you just talked about framing for the past 30 minutes. And you just say, oh, I make shirts. So now we have, now we have to go down that rabbit hole. Good job, it, Ray. It, it I didn't was, know yeah. we were going to be talking about screen printing just today. Quick, <laughs> uh, just a little bit. It, it started with uh, 
out of my space, right? I had to find a way to also survive while I wasn't making frames, right? When you first started, I didn't have a frame order every day, so I had to find a way to capitalize on my time. So I started getting, uh, looking into merchandise. I always wanted to print my own shirts. So I started looking into screen printing. I found a couple of guys who led me the right way, you know. I ended up uh, at LA Trade Tech taking a screen printing class there from their sign, sign graphics program. And I've been printing for about four, three, four years now, screen printing. So we call that in the business world is diversification of your profile. Like you needed to find alternative sources of income. Right. Framing. You wanted, you wanted to have the framing clientele. Right. And now... Five years later, you're about to be there because you're getting like 40, 40 right. you know, projects a day or whatever, and two art shows, 40 pieces, the list goes on. And not only now are we a frame shop, but we're also uh, a brand, you know? We're also a brand. People like our clothes. People like what the message that we, we put out, uh, the, the, the work that we do in the community. It all, it, it's, all, you know, it's all connected with, with our merchandise, with the work we do, with where, where we put our time. Right, you right, know, right. And our efforts, you know, like. So it's not like you're spreading yourself too thin across in different directions. Everything you're doing is kind of like, it's uh, it's symbiotic. You know, it all flows together. There's right. a synergy there. It all, it all, everything has something to do with the other, and they all help each other grow. Yeah. So you're not really wasting time if you're focusing on one thing because that's going to help the other stuff grow at some point. Right. Right. Well, so that's why the art walk works, right? Because people will come to the art walk to buy your stuff, right? They tell, yeah. oh, I see all you on Instagram, let me, yeah. Yeah, that's where I find uh, my vending opportunities at community events, art walks, you know. Uh, I do another one called Alivio Open Mic in the city of Bell. Alivio, so shout, shout out, out Eric. Shout out to the Southeast LA area, you know, that's where we're That's, that's where, where we're from, That's yeah. where we grew up, so. Um, but and Alivio, since we already might as well do the plug, since you brought it up, Alivio happens every last Friday. Every fourth Friday of the month. Every fourth Friday of the month. From 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. And it's hosted by our good friend Eric in his garage. And it's an open mic that has had pretty – had a. there was an article about it in the yeah. paper. Uh, we had the Poet Laureate Los Angeles come through and do some poetry. And some pretty high-profile people have come through there. And Five years running out of the garage. Now. Out of the garage. <laughs> and the whole purpose – well, not the whole purpose, but that whole thing is like a community art. There's vendors like yourself, yeah. and he brings everybody in for art. His parents are selling comida. Community space, yeah, platforms, man. creating platforms, right, for, for artists. That's what everybody's doing these days, you know, and it's necessary because there's so many artists out there. And I'm not going to say there's not enough platforms, but there's not enough platforms that are coming at it from the right place. Like, there's a lot of ways to get your music out there and get your message out there, and you could pay top dollar, and you could be out there with all the other people, just like a drop in the bucket. Or you can find someone who's going to believe in you and try to take you to the next level and do everything they can to push you in an organic, grassroots kind of way, and I think that's, that's what yeah. we're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I always tell folks, if, if make a deal that works for both parties, you know? That's what a collaboration is, right? That's never, what a real partnership is. Never make a deal is. that's only good for you or... Or, or vice versa, right? Because then you're going to be on the bad end. And, and you're getting right? screwed. You're going to yeah. get screwed. So, so don't screw anybody and, and try not to get don't screwed. Get screwed <laughs> right? Yeah, just, you know, collaborate, right? Yeah. yeah. So That's the beauty of it. Yeah. All right. So I want you to tell people where they can find you as far as, like, do you have any vending events coming up? Um if anybody wants to come to your shop to get frames, what's the best time they could swing by your place? 
you know, just kind of the uh, the nitty gritty. I know we're at the Art Walk. If you want to talk about that a little bit, yeah, talk about the Art Walk because we're out there every second Sunday of the month. This uh, May May thirteenth coming up is going to be Mother's Day. We're going to be out there with music, entertainment. So if you all want to bring your your moms out there and have a good time, you know, see some art, take a little walk, you know, have some some good uh good community time, you know. Uh, you can find us there at the Art Walk with our goods, vending, uh, and we'll be there. We also screen print there live, and we bring uh, art for the kids. We bring a little table, you know, for, for uh, the community. Uh, when I'm not at the Art Walk, you can find me at my place. Uh, on we'll on put Olympic, you at the yeah. studios on Olympic, on Olympic Boulevard. You can find us on Yelp. Leave I us a review if you've gotten some work done from us. You know, <laughs> if you like it, leave us a review, you know. Yeah, and I think I even uh, in the Maps app, I think I just, when I'm going to your spot, and yeah. then, you know, Cultivarte, it pops right up. So, yeah. like, it's already in Google. If, if you Google didn't like it, leave us a review, you know. <laughs> Be we, honest. We want to make it better, right? We don't want to keep making the same, same mistakes. So, we'll take, the, we'll take all the feedback, right? Right, the right, good right. The good and the bad, because we got to learn We got to learn from both. That's how you get better. That's Yeah. And I think that's another thing that we should probably talk about is, like, criticism, right? Especially... You know, me as an artist, uh, putting out music, putting out videos, trying to perform at shows, trying to sell clothes. There's always, uh, you know, everybody has something to say. And it's really easy when it's really personal to get offended and, you know, start, like, you know, get defensive. And But really, you got to learn how to take criticism, yo. You got to really be able to be honest about what you're doing and be honest about what you do good and what you're lacking and what you could do better. And I'm pretty sure... You're making, you actually make things with your hands, you know? Yeah, I'm, not yeah. usually, I'm not usually making things with my hands. You're actually, because yeah. you make custom frames custom where you're cutting frames. the wood and sanding it yeah. and doing all that. I've seen you screen print stuff where it's like you're setting the screen. It's got to be perfect. So, obviously, there are going to be inconsistencies, imperfections, and you got to be honest. And I've seen you be really tedious and, like, picky and, like, pay attention to detail. And I think a lot of creatives I'm, I'm, I, I like to follow i'm a fan of the process you know mm. once you have the process down like don't change it you know if it's working and you perfected it then that's 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 your process don't don't uh shortchange yourself don't cut corners because guess what it doesn't it doesn't work out in the end you know what i mean and and going back to a little bit what you were touching on uh, uh to the folks listening out there i want to tell them that not not to be afraid to fail you know, I failed many, 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 many times until I'm, I'm finally doing this and, and I find my niche and what I'm doing, you know? Right, and, right, and right. And now I'm, I'm a little bit successful and I'm trying to grow on that. I found what, you know, what works for me. Uh, I, that's my advice to other folks out there too, you know? You're going to fail, you're going to fail, but those are lessons, you know? That's the other, that's failure, a.k.a., you know, lessons. Like, yeah, yeah. And you that's, know? I think that's looking at the glass half full or half empty, right? Right. You could look at it like a failure. You could look at it like a lesson. Man, you could say like, work, oh, I you know? oh, I messed up. I guess I'm a loser. Or, oh, I messed up. Let's go figure out if I can go find out how to do it right, you know? Right. And I think, um, was it Benjamin Franklin or someone? The guy, no, Thomas Edison, the guy who invented the light bulb. The light. He's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw it. I'm going to butcher it if you all want to correct me later. But he said, I didn't, he's like, I didn't fail however many times. I found however many times how not to make a light bulb. You know what I mean? Like, and that's like, that's what you're looking at, right? Don't be afraid to fail. I mean, my original strategy, going back to strategies, before I left the school when I wanted to be a DJ and a rapper and a musician, like, I didn't really have 
the full strategy, you know. I was trying to play yeah. shows. I was trying to be on social media. I was trying to party. But I wasn't really doing all the back-end work, right? So I took off to school, and I beasted school, and I figured out a bunch of shit that I could do in the academic world. And I actually got a job doing all the shit that I could do in the academic world. And I I, I wasn't really digging it either, you know? Like, that wasn't for me. Um, so I bounced, right? And right. here I am. Now I started a company. Um, try, I'm throwing shows, and I'm performing, and I'm partying, but I'm also making merchandise, and I, I'm a host of a radio show, and I do web design, and photography, and social media marketing strategies, and it's like yeah. a whole nother level of work that I wasn't really doing at step one. It took me going through all these stages to realize, oh, there's like a big picture, and I feel like you do a lot of that big picture stuff, right? You take the Someone comes into your your space and they're like, I got this thing. And you're like, okay, this is what you think, but this is the whole thing of what you can do with the frame and the glass right. and the spacer and the mat, things that people don't even think about. You know, you might get someone who goes to Ikea and buys a frame and puts a picture in there and they're like, hey, I, you know, I just did a frame. And it's like that's not anything compared to what you're doing. It's yeah. process, it's strategy, next level. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ikea frames work, you know, it's just, it depends what you're putting in there, you know. Don't put anything valuable in there. <laughs> if you're going to use an Ikea frame, go ahead and use it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just don't put anything that's worth that's that's worth money to you or worth the memory or something that you can't replace because it's going to it's gonna deteriorate in the long term, you know. So if you want to put a poster in there that you're going to switch out next year, that's perfect, you know. Right. But we don't always, wanna, we're yeah. not always in the budget, you know, to go out and get a custom frame, you know. So also do if you have your own frame and you want to add a UV glass to it, I uh, can also work with you like that, you know. Mm. So if you have certain components and you, you, you want to incorporate that into into the work and I can figure out what we can use from what you got and, you know, give you a good deal and make it work for you, make it work for us. We get to recycle some product, you know. And what it's about the, the screen printing? Since we just touched on it, are you doing, are you taking orders for screen printing? Can people come and get shirts made by you? Is that... Something that's like more of a hobby now that the frames have been taking off. What's, yeah, what's up I, with that? I think screen printing, it's gone back to what the original plan was, which is was, was to use it as a tool to create my merchandise, you know. And so you can find our stuff online for now while we maybe grow into a bigger space and we can take on, on the screen printing for, for a commercial purpose. Right. But right now we, we, we do workshops out of our space. So we teach folks how to, you know, take the DIY from screen printing and maybe they can do it at home and help themselves out. How, that's kind of how I started, you know. So you're just sharing the knowledge. You're you're you're, you're trying to give it away. You want yeah. other people to go and learn how to do yeah. their own work. I wish somebody would have showed me sooner. <laughs> that's what I think sometimes, right? You run into something you love, and you're like, "Wow, how come I didn't I didn't know about this?" Right. Right. Because right. No, you, you never saw it. Nobody showed it to you. So creating that space, that opportunity. And you know? and unfortunately, I think for a lot of you know. Latino, people of color, Mexican, Central American who, you know, maybe, you know, first generation parents or, you know, uh, immigrant parents who maybe are not documented or don't have an education and they're raising these kids and they don't own businesses, they don't know any entrepreneurs, they don't have any money, so they're not really teaching those lessons, right, about oh. there's no safety net or no security to be like, hey, go after your dreams, go, you know, you know, do what, what parents, you want and care about, not what's going to make you a lot of money. You my know? parents used to tell me, go to school so you can get a good job. Right. 
they could have said go to school so you can get an education right so you can lo- do what you love and then unfortunately a lot of people go to school and you know what happens they don't get a good job it's it's the, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a good intentions with the message but it gets across the wrong way sometimes right right, right. and it's cool education i'm an educated person i i value it very much i learned a lot of things in college but i also met a lot of people who didn't want to be there or probably shouldn't have been there or probably would have been brilliant geniuses doing completely something else, but they got stuck into this this system that said, hey, this is what we value. This is what you have to be good at to, well, to, to be a success, and if you can't cut it, then you're going to be a loser, and that's not true at all. Well, I didn't learn framing in college. So, you know, when you talk <laughs> about education, we, we can talk about education where, you know, education in the streets, education at a workshop, education in college, education right, at the right, university, right. you know, or a, when you think mentor, about, you know, or you think about ancient peoples who knew how to cook their, like grow their own food and harvest their own, like, I don't know how to, if you put me in the desert with seeds, you know, I'd probably die. But there are people who know how to create irrigation systems and collect rainwater. And, you know, like that's a whole different type of education and knowledge that we, you know, we don't value anymore because we have supermarkets. But that's still valuable to a lot of people in a lot of places in the world. So it's like there are there are different types of knowledge. But here in the West, we seem to like um, we, we put a hierarchy on it. Like there's more knowledge that's more important, and more valued compared to other knowledge. And so, like, you know. Being a mechanic is not like a cool thing. Like it's not like a, it's not a very you know value high value job. Like you know you think about the mechanic, it's like a, it's covered in grease. There's not like a very glamorous job, right? But that dude will fix your car so you can get to your job. Like without that guy, if you don't know how to fix your own car, you know that's a very valuable member of society. Like I, I you know I have a mechanic lives on my street. I, I call him all the time because my car is constantly messing up on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like valuable and i know someone who you know his uncle owns a mechanic shop and he's been a mechanic since he was 15 and he's going to be a mechanic until he doesn't work anymore and you know sometimes i get bummed out that he didn't get to live the life but also he figured out his thing quick and he's working on it you know and it's like other people just they run around in circles chicken head cut off never find their thing you know so it's always like i don't know where i was going with this but (laughs) <laughs> find, find a way, find a way to, to, to do what you love and do it for yourself, you know? That's like the moral of the story, right? Yeah. You know, go, go find something that you love, educate yourself with it. Doesn't in whatever type college, of education whatever, it is. Whatever yeah. field, you know, each one teach one. So you might find somebody who's going to teach you something, you know, learning from somebody else. Mentors, apprentices, Mentors, paid internships. Paid internships. That's, <laughs> that's me, right? Go to work for a certain company because I want to learn to what learn they the do. Knowledge, so I yeah. applied and I ended up getting in and, and I took a job. So to me, that was a paid internship. Right, 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 right. You're learning and they're paying you to be there. And you're te- you're technically, quote, unquote, working for them. Right. But in your state of mind, you got a different purpose. You're working for yourself. You're working there to learn so that you could take this and go do something else, right? Right. A lot of people don't think that way, man. They're, yeah. they, they're in that I work for someone else mentality. It's like, dude, you could work for someone else and still be working for yourself yeah. and building your own thing. It's like a lot of people say, well, I don't want to work at McDonald's. But, I mean, after you work at McDonald's, guess who will hire you? A lot of people will hire you. Because <laughs> you have work experience because at a good corporation. You, I mean, you worked at McDonald's. That's like, you know, 
you're, you're hustling, you're, you're busting your ass, you're making minimum wage, you're making no you're money. You're trying to make money because you were down to go right. work at McDonald's. You're, you're working there, and, and now you want to move forward, and you, you have some worth, worth, you know, work ethic. And Not only that, you can learn money handling skills, yeah. customer service, you know, there's... That's one thing that I learned in college. You want to talk about things that actually, like, paid off, um, you know, listing skills. Like, learning how to, like, take what you do and list it as a skill. Like, it's like uh, a lot of people don't realize the fact that you can show up on time and answer emails and set meetings and keep appointments. And, like, you, you, all, these are skills, you know, like being able to lead it low. Lead a team, yeah. have a conversation, you know, defuse a, a customer that's yeah. hot-headed and, like, you know, next level infuriated and finding how to bring them down and then talk them back. You know, that's a skill. That's a skill. Wow, that's like half a day at McDonald's, right? That's like <laughs> half a shift. <laughs> It's like, it's like half a shift right you, there, man. You fucked up my order in the drive-thru. My sandwich is wrong. Yeah. You didn't put the fries in here. It's hectic, <laughs> yeah, you you wanna you wanna be in a pressured environment working? Try try uh, McDonald's breakfast, bro. No, oh, yeah, there yeah. it is. Oh yeah. All right, you hear that, yeah. people? You want education? McDonald's breakfast, you, you, bro. You want to see how a business runs at its optimum potential? McDonald's breakfast. You see the line wrap around the the. The drive-through and it doesn't stop, you know, from 7 a.m. to about 11 a.m. And y'all are just pumping out egg McMuffins and, just, and coffees and yeah. yeah, you know, it's a great place to learn about business, you know. And that's, I mean, McDonald's like talk whatever shit you want about McDonald's. I'm not eating McDonald's ever since I saw them kick out that homeless dude who was trying to, who someone had bought him a meal and they decided to kick both of those dudes out. So I haven't been really messing with McDonald's ever since then, but. Mm -hmm. Talk whatever shit about you, McDonald's. They're a successful company. They have franchises. They're all over the world. You can find McDonald's in so South America where you can't even find, you know, f like shoes or TVs, but you'll find yeah. McDonald's. Like, so, I mean, they're obviously doing something right. I, I read or heard somewhere that they're the uh, largest coffee distributor, distributor in the world. Like, oh, McDonald's yeah. runs that. Not Starbucks, not Coffee Bean, not Dunkin' Donuts. McDonald's. Oh, they had to decide to say we're going to start Mac Cafe. And they took a big chunk of the, 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 the you know, just the world world market. Absorbed it. Absorbed it. They already had everything else, right? Locations, you know. They had the synergy and the symbiotic of all the things that they were already doing. All they had to do was just drop the coffee on that line and pew. That's strategy. Strategy, right? Yeah. So find your strategy, y'all. And they're always changing, you know? Like, like, like we're always trying to change. All right. It's been awesome talking to you, Ray. Uh, I got to do my outro real quick. I lost track of time. Uh, I'm going to tell all the people about my upcoming adventures, and then we'll check in next week and see how they went. Yeah, come join us. Yeah, come come rock out with Sneaky. So this week we got a lot going on. Um, if you're in the Northeast L.A. area, we're going to be hosting a hip-hop show. Well, I'm not hosting it. My fr friends of mine uh, in collaboration with the Golden Road Brewery on San Fernando Road. They're hosting a hip-hop show, Hip Hops. That's what it's called because they do craft beer, Hip Hops. <laughs> Very <it>. clever. <laughs> uh, every last Wednesday of the month, they're bringing out legit hip-hop acts. They got b-boys dancing. Uh, they're doing live art. They have vendors. They have high-end beer. They serve food. 
craft beer, food, and hip hop. I mean, that's like that's like where I live off of my bread and butter right there. So, if y'all are in the area or want to make a trip out, I'm gonna be doing sound there. I'm gonna be drinking beer there and enjoying myself at the Golden Road Brewery for hip hops. And then on Saturday, I'll be at the Cosmic Brewery for an art peep show. Um, and before y'all get offended, they took uh, centerfolds from Playboy issues going back into the 70s. They handed them out to like 50 different artists, and they did their own little edits and artistic renditions on of them. They'll be on display. Cosmic Brewery, Torrance, I'll be DJing from 5 to 11. Um, and the ELAC Hip Hop Summit. So basically on May 12th from 12 to 5, we are going to be at East Los Angeles Community College. There's going to be a panel of speakers to talk about hip-hop and education and how to change perceptions of people in low-income communities and how to really use music and the message in hip-hop as a, as a powerful force for good. If you're interested more in that, there is a video on my um, business profile, Sneaky Ent, Sneaky E-N-T, Sneaky Entertainment. Uh, check out the video from Dr. Achoa, who's heading this program, and she's super into hip-hop, and she really knows her stuff, and it's going to be a great time. Reverie's going to be headlining. I'll be opening up with her along with Zay and Melion, just some Southern California hip-hop artists who are really busy in the game right now. Um, so, yeah, that's what we got going on. I'll be back here on Monday from 8 to 9 I'll let you know how those events went down. I'll have another guest here. I don't know if they'll be as interesting and as awesome as Ray, because Ray <laughs> killed it for the first time. Give yourself a hand, Ray. Oh, man, I'll come back anytime you guys want to have me. All right, you heard it. He's going to be my co-host, just so y'all know. Ray will be here next <laughs> week. He said it. He's on live. Oh, we got the... We got, did I walk into that or what? Just, did I just walk into that? Boom. That's why they call me <laughs> Sneaky Baby. All right, yeah, recognition and respect. Thank you, Ray, for coming. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all the work that you do. Um, I appreciate you dropping knowledge. I appreciate everything you've been helping me out with. And uh, if y'all need frames, if you have jerseys, uh, photos, posters, anything that can be put into a box, basically, we could try to make something for them and, you know, preserve it and keep it safe so that five, ten years from now, if you take it out, it's exactly the way you put it back in 30, there. 40, 50 years from oh, now. Oh, my bad. You see, I don't even know. Talk to yeah. my boy. Yeah. 50 years if you want to preserve yeah. something. He's done some work for me. It's really amazing. And uh, I don't know what else to talk about. Is there anything else that I need to do for the shout-out for the after party? Anything else? All right. So we are the After Party West. Uh, this is our first launch, recognition and respect. Um, Mitch got me all in my head thinking about how amazing it is that people all over the world are listening to me. Um, if any of y'all want to reach out to me, I'm on social media at official sneaky on all platforms, or you can go to www.sneaky.net. If there's any artists or anybody that you want me to try to reach out to to see if I can get them in this chair, I would be happy to try to figure that out. If you want to come and be an artist here and you have a message or you're an entrepreneur, you're an activist, you got something going on, you want to get some shine on it, please reach out to me. We'll figure something out. Um, this is an awesome opportunity. I'm super thankful to be here. This is our first show. Um, I will be putting this on the podcast app, so if you're listening somewhere in the future, I appreciate you. It means we were successful. And we're, st we're still doing it. 
So I'm going to take confidence in thinking that y'all are actually listening out there. And I want to uh, say thank you to our callers and the folks listening to us. Yeah. We actually got some, some feedback and, and the folks reaching out through Facebook, too. So if you want, you know, you can reach out through us on Facebook. Right, right, you can right. call us next week. We'll, we'll give you that number one more time. So, you know. Z, that's that co-host in him. You see what I'm I saying? Might, I might be back, right? I, yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what? We're going to do something on social media. If y'all want to see Ray back, I want you to reach out to the after party or at official sneaky and let us know that you love ray and that you want ray back, want ray back. yeah right. we should should we start a hashtag bring uh bring ray back bring, bring ray, ray back, back. <laughs> brb <laughs> brb i'm so funny all right y'all so don't forget this week hip-hop's golden road brewery saturday cosmic brewery in torrance and the hip hop summit it is a good cause to raise uh funds it's a fundraiser for scholarships a lot of these scholarships go to help out first generation students who like we we were talking about their parents may not speak english their parents not may not be educated um they're trying to go to college they're trying to better themselves they don't have the resources they don't have the examples at home so there are entire uh, the first year experience center is actually dead geared toward these first year students who are coming from these families. They have a lot of programs, uh, tutors, supplemental instructor, instructors. They have counseling sessions to really help these students figure out what courses they need to transfer, um, how they can get into universities. They, they host college fairs. They bring out reps. So it's really just an opportunity that if you're someone who really believes in education and it, yeah, that's something that you're, um, that you're passionate about, if you can donate to these scholarships, because you're going to be really giving a chance for a whole generation population of underserved um, underserved students to really have the opportunity to get that higher education that we were just bashing right now. But yeah. it's it's seriously, it's an amazing opportunity. Like, I, I'm a product of the UC system. I'm proud of it. I wear UC San Diego socks. <laughs> you know, like, I, I have all kinds of gear. I'm super in love with the alumni. Um, You're an alumni, too. I'm an, al I'm an alumni. Oh, yeah. So I'm an yeah, right, so yeah. so we are a product of the community college system as well, right. and look at us doing it out here. So if you want to create more folks like us, you know, I didn't get you no know, scholarships though because I was like, <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, donate. Actually, the link is in my bio on my Instagram. So if you go to at official sneaky on IG, the link is in my bio. Make sure you put FYE for first year experience in the notes so that that money actually goes to that fund. It's a big, complicated thing, but we're working on to make it simpler. I do have videos up there, promotional videos. I'll be dropping more videos this week to talk about everything that they do there and kind of give you um, some testimonials for, directly from students who benefit and show you kind of behind the scenes of tutoring sessions and counseling sessions. And it's been, a, it's been super fulfilling, like... I wanted to work at ELAC, and I thought I was going to be a professor there, and it turns out that I got hired to throw a hip-hop show there, and it's like way cooler, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about everything I'm doing. I am the owner and CEO of Sneaky Entertainment and Consulting. If you need a DJ or a band or you're trying to throw an event or you have a product or a company that needs to, you know, you want to get into a space and bring a bunch of people out and try to sell a bunch of merchandise, or if 
you need professional development services. I create websites. I can set you up with email and Office 365, and I can get you all set up with domain names so that you can start making your own money online because that's what I do. I try to build up people. I'm making Ray's uh, Cultivarte's Studios, website. Yeah, yeah. cultivartestudios.com. I'm, de I'm designing it. We're putting it together. We're going to start selling shit worldwide on the Internet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wrap it up. Oh, they're telling me to wrap it up. I love everybody. I'll see you next week. Recognition and respect every Monday from 8 to 9 with your boy, Sneaky. Peace. <laughs>